0: There's a line in Anne of Green Gables that has stuck with me. And I maybe know what I'm talking about. As Anne finishes recounting all of the recent blunders in her life, and they seem to accumulate day by day, uh, her mentor rejoins, isn't it nice to think that tomorrow is a new day with no mistakes in it yet? That just stuck with me. And I said, yeah. And if that's true of each new day, how much more ought we to feel that with a new year? I mentioned, Vince mentioned earlier uh, to me how his attendance, uh, church attendance, is is 100% so far in 2023. No mistakes in it yet. So as we begin this new year with no mistakes in it yet, what are your resolutions? You know, it's popular uh, time; it kind of almost naturally uh, comes up, and there's this urge to, to 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 say, you know, I I missed the mark in some ways in 22 that I want to do better in in 23, and so we're quick to make some resolutions, uh, set set a bar. And let me just throw this out there as a suggestion. How about this New Year's resolution, a closer walk with God? Does that resonate with anybody? A closer walk with God is going to bless us in every way, in everything that touches our lives, everything we have to go through. All that we need to prosper in this life, and especially in our hearts and minds, is met with a closer walk with God. That's how we can really make 23 significantly better than 22. I suggest we make that as a primary objective. And since the Lord can't love us any more than he already does, do you realize that? My heart breaks for all the religious systems that are are desperately trying to make God care about them, (laughs) these individuals. But God already cares. I love this uh, message also from Lamentations. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercy never comes to an end. It's new every morning. Steadfast means it's unchangeable. When you fall and you sin and you hurt people, hurt yourself, and you turn your back on God, you wallow in unbelief, God still loves you completely. It's steadfast love. And since His love is steadfast, He can't love you any more than He already does. The onus is on us to to respond more consistently to that love. That's our part. And that nearer rapport that we naturally desire, it begins with a consecrating of our lives to Christ. I've gotten into the habit as a a teacher of the Bible, uh, whenever there's a key word like, say, consecrate, I want to know when does it first appear in the Bible? When does God in his wisdom give us something new to think about? It comes, when we do that, we look at it, there's a greater understanding of the principle at play. And the first use of the word consecrate is in Exodus 19. So if you have your Bibles, please turn there. Again, second book of the Bible, Nineteenth chapter reads like this. In the third month after the sons of Israel had gone out of the land of Egypt, and it was 400 years in captivity there for the most part. On that very day, they came into the wilderness of Sinai. When they set out from Rephidim, they came to the wilderness of Sinai and camped in the wilderness. And there Israel camped in front of the mountain. Moses went up to God, and the Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the sons of Israel, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. You know, you can imagine in the wild you're looking at this magnificent, uh, powerful aviator and, and the wings, the strength of the wings. God's saying, I bore you on eagle's wings. I lifted you right up out of that quagmire and I brought you to myself. Remember what he said to Abraham I am your shield, I am your exceedingly great reward. It's what God is ever present wanting to do. Now then, he says, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be my own possession among all the peoples, for all the earth is mine. And you shall be to me a kingdom of priests. Now, what does that even mean? The priest was the only one that could go into the presence of God. Right into the holy place and right into the Holy of Holies. He's saying every believer will be a priest. And, and the church will be a kingdom of priests. You don't have to be a Levi, you don't have to be a son of Aaron. You believe in Christ, you're part of this kingdom, this community that that comes boldly into the throne room of God for help in time of need. That's what it means to be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the sons of Israel. So Moses came and called the elders of the people and set before them all these words which the Lord had commanded him. All the people answered together and said, all that the Lord has spoken, we shall do. We're going to do it. This is the desire of our heart. And Moses brought back the words of the people to the Lord. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will come to you in a thick cloud, so that the people may hear when I speak to you, and that they may believe in you forever. That, that I'm going to give you some street cred. Then Moses <clears throat> excuse me, told the words of the people to the Lord. <clears throat> the Lord also said to Moses, Go to the people and, and this is the first time that this word is used in the Holy Bible. Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow and let them wash their garments. That's just symbolic of being consecrated, of being clean. Have them wash their garments and let them be ready for the third day, for on the third day, the Lord will come down from Mount Sinai in the sight of all the, people. the original language with which basically the Old Testament was written is Hebrew. And the word in Hebrew used here is kadash, which means to be or make clean, which is why when Jerome translated the Bible into Latin, and we're not talking about Jerome Israel here, but his namesake. The first time I met him, I said, Jerome. And he said, yeah, that's who I'm named after. That early church father who in 382 translated the Bible into Latin and the word that he used, the Latin word for kadash is consecratus, from which we get the English word consecrate. And it means to make or declare sacred. That is set apart for God. That's what we're going to do here. Day one of a new year, we're going to intentionally consecrate our lives to the Lord at the beginning of this new thing, this new time period. In our new year's prayer of consecration, you're going to be invited to join me in offering to God all of our time, talent, and treasure. Why would we do that? Romans chapter 12 tells us why. Because of the mercies of God. Because of the mercies of God, we are not consumed As rebels, as terrorists, instead we are saved by God, by the blood of the Lamb. Thank you, buddy. By the mercies of God, we offer up our bodies a living sacrifice. We offer up the totality of our being to God. As was said, Bill mentioned it, for his good pleasure. That's why we were created. We should do that even if God is not merciful, but because he is merciful, that's all the more reason why we just lift up our body, a living sacrifice to God. And what are the benefits of a consecrated life? And I'll end with this. Verse 4 of our text. God will bear us on eagles' wings and bring us to himself every day. Every moment, every time, we, we just... Be still and know that he is God. And we just offer up our lives, a living sacrifice for his good pleasure. He will prosper us with his presence. And it says that in his presence is fullness of joy. The things that make life significant and meaningful, peace, hope, all of these things, we will enjoy the fullness of. But it only com- it doesn't come with a, as I said earlier, a laissez-faire kind of attitude toward God. It comes with that consecrated life toward God. So we're going to pray right now. And in fact, I'd like to begin, if everyone would just take a moment, just to bow your hearts before God, and let's have just a time of just silent prayer where every but individual here would act upon this message. Take a moment, a moment of silence, to willfully offer up your body at the beginning of the year a living sacrifice. Let's do that now. Can you hear the Lord speaking to your heart? Can you hear him say, be still and know that I am God. The earth is mine and everything in it is mine. And I will lift you up on eagle's wings and bring you to myself if that's what you want. That is what we want, Lord. To show up in the assembly of the saints when it is the first day of the year, that really is a kind of evidence that that is exactly what we want. It cost us something to be here today. Today. But you are our reward, Lord. So hear our prayer and answer our prayer of consecration. Make us clean. Thank you for this new year with with no mistakes or very little. Very few. Just because we haven't had the opportunity, but very few mistakes. We want to start with a clean slate. We thank you that you've forgiven us for everything that's happened before this moment. As we've confessed our sin, you've, you're faithful to cleanse us of all that unrighteousness, all that would put us at odds with you so that, we, so that well, we're in, stuck in the mire and not lifted up on eagle's wings. We repent of all that unbelief, Lord. We look to you. We offer up our body a living sacrifice. Here we are. Make your home in us. My heart is your throne. Take it. Rule and reign in me, Lord. This new day, this new year. For your good pleasure. And everyone who agreed said, Amen. Amen.